0: and turned her lips away from his. Somebody needs to tell him about the World War, she thought. He's still living in 1913, when only prostitutes smoked. Moving on to take her mother's hand, she realized that it wouldn't be his wife. Nella Ardra Allen had adorned herself in harem pants and jeweled slippers, straight out of the Ballet Russe, but Hetty scoffed. Mama may parade around as a Belle Époque bohemian, but I know it's only a pose. A smile played over Nella's delicate white face as she reached for Hetty's sister and said, Congratulations, darling. She drew back and gazed at Charlotte for a long moment, eyes unfathomable. You have no idea what a triumph this is. Hetty waited for someone to comment on the tasteful silhouette of her silver kimono, but was quickly upstaged by Jessie Carter, who was in line just behind her. As Lamar drew the sisters toward the ballroom, Lockett Welch latched on to the three of them. She was their neighbor, inhabiting the suite across the hall from their own spacious apartment on one of the residential floors of the Warwick. She was dressed in high gothic, her sleeves sweeping the ground, her crowned hat broad as a cake plate, and hung with veils that danced as she bobbed her head about, talking incessantly. "'Congressman Welch!' Lockett shouted at her husband. "'Here are Nella's daughters, and they're both with Lamar Rusk.' Her veils trembled at the thought. Don't surprise me at all, he said, waving a fat palm toward Lamar. How's the Joker tonight? Oh, ready to frolic, Lamar said, kicking up a leg sheathed in green and yellow striped hose. Hetty was swallowed up in veils as Lock had leaned over to kiss her on the cheek. Don't feel bad, Esther. Princesses have more fun than queens. And look at you, darling Char, you clever thing. What a blue blood, snatching that little old tiara away from simply everybody in Houston. Houston. She continued chattering as they walked away. Once through the great bronze doors, the revelers drifted in spangled clusters through the hotel lobby and into the candlelit ballroom. Hetty lingered by a potted palm, telling the other two to go in without her. Charlotte flounced off in her wide hoop skirt, Lamar dancing a jig around her. Hetty hung about the lobby, hoping to spot the strange man again. She fell into a sofa and slipped her mask off. Out of her beaded evening bag, she pulled a pack of her favorite cigarettes, Lucky Strikes, and lit one, tugging on her turban. She thought her costume was so much more sophisticated than her sister's, who'd been allowed to spend a fortune on petticoats and flounces because she was to be enthroned on giant petals in the parade. Hetty had scrounged her outfit from her mother's closet a Paul Poiré kimono-styled silver lamé gown that draped so beautifully and dragged a little on the ground. She loved that period before the war, when women had unlaced their corsets to cultivate an air of seduction and danger. Hetty had an ancient memory of her mother wearing this very same dress, glissading into their twilit bedroom, as she often did before going out for the evening. She hovered over Hetty like a silvery shade in the floor-length lamé, Sometimes Hetty only dreamed she was there, and sometimes she really was. She appeared for an instant and was gone, leaving behind her a haunting musk of Nuit de Chine. Hetty sank a little deeper into the sofa when she saw the stranger step up to the check-in desk. He nodded and reached for his billfold. The hat still eclipsed his face, but now Hetty could see that he was wearing, of all things, the gear of an oilman— boots laced up under riding breeches, and a leather jacket. Was it only a costume, or was this the man she'd been waiting to meet? As soon as he turned toward the elevators, she withdrew behind her mask. When Hetty entered the great hall, revelers were parading about to waltz music, showing off their costumes. She joined them. The ballroom wore a disguise, too. They could have been anywhere but on the prairies of Texas, a hall of mirrors in France, a palazzo in Venice during Carnevale. Dark green leaves gleamed in the candlelit shadows all around. Bushes like no one had ever seen in a cotton field offered up bowls made of white roses. Hetty walked among tables clustered subtly by class. Closest to the dance floor, place cards for the old cotton barons of Cortland Place, circled by a tier for the nouveau riche of oil. She ended up on the sidelines near her parents' table, earmarked for the officers of the Citizens Bank of South Texas. She laid her mask down and lit another lucky...